the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And Lundy, as the old adage says, competition often breeds excellence. And that's what Vic Fangio and the Denver Broncos are hoping. We got a neck-and-neck race right now between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke for the honors of opening the regular season under center against the New York Giants on the road. Bridgewater was brilliant uh, in his preseason starting debut matching Drew Locke's prior performance Blow for blow. So I think ultimately this next preseason game will determine uh, who will man the controls in the opener. But uh, let me just toss this out to you because I want to get your general thoughts. You know, we're going to get Cortland Sutton back on the preseason field uh, this upcoming weekend. Jerry Judy's looks spectacular so far. You got KJ Hamler. Looks like he's taking a step forward. He scored over the weekend. Got Noah Fant there. You got an improved Ground game as well with the arrival of Javante Williams to pair with the veteran Melvin Gordon. So the Broncos have weapons. And as a result, uh, I was doing some seeking high and low on team points totals for this franchise over the weekend. And I saw that DraftKings has it at 390.5 total points this upcoming season. Minus 110 in either direction. I don't know about you, but I'm leaning ever so slightly the under here, even though they have the ninth easiest projected schedule, according to Mike Clay at ESPN. And Mike Clay's also got them forecasted for 376 total points. I still have reservations about both of these quarterbacks. However, Bridgewater wins the gig. Could see a nice little step up in overall accuracy. He was number three last season among eligible quarterbacks and adjusted completion percentage. Uh, meanwhile, Drew Locke, uh, pretty rancid at QB 40. So what are your thoughts on this Broncos? Oh, again, slide under for me on 390.5 total points. Fade or follow. I'm going to take the slight under as well, and it's actually less about the quarterback battle, Brad, and more that I think this defense is damn good. Yeah. And because yeah. of that, I don't think they're going to have to score a lot of points necessarily to win games. I know that's kind of boring for Broncos fans uh, because obviously offense wins in the NFL uh, amongst the fans because that's what they want to see. But I think this defense is good enough that I, I it would not surprise me at all, Brad, for them to have some games that they win like 17 to 10, that type of thing. And if you take that 290 number and extrapolate it out over 17 games, you're talking about roughly 23 points a game in order to get over that total. And I think there's going to be enough where the Broncos are in that defensive kind of ground and pound game that as good as the weapons are on that offensive side, the defense may make it so that they can essentially bleed out the clock and walk away with a W. Yeah, I don't uh, disagree with you there. That Broncos defense looking filthy on paper. So it'll quite saddle up Denver offensively, but maybe go in the over on team wins instead. All right, with that, let's get to it on this Manic Monday edition with another Fade 5. Number five. All right, Lenny, we had an action-packed weekend of preseason football, and one of the major injury takeaways occurred with the Kansas City Chiefs as Clyde Edwards-Hilaire suffered a sprained ankle. Now, according to local reports uh, coming straight from Andy Reid's mustachioed mouth, 
Uh, it doesn't sound like CEH suffered the dreaded high ankle sprain, but uh, no uh, timetable was released on when he's going to be back. Uh, all indications, you know, suggest at this juncture, until we receive more information, he should be available for the opener against the Cleveland Browns there in KC. But uh, it kind of bakes into the handicapping with his rush yards season-long prop. I pulled this one from DraftKings. Over or under 900.5. And by the way, this is the subject matter of today's Twitter poll. Make your voice be heard and cast a vote on the over under CEH 900.5 rush yards at Noisy Huevos on Twitter. We will reveal the poll results and your comments as well. I'll give you a shout-out. If you did submit your two cents at the end of the pod, where I stand on this, I'm taking the under. Uh, look, CH, I think he was respectable is probably the best way to describe it. Not spectacular in advanced analytics last season. He was number 24 in yak per attempt, uh, ranked right in the same vicinity in terms of missed tackle rate at 19.3%, was number 20 in yards created per touch. And you know, what benefits him is the fact he plays alongside the electric arm of Patrick Mahomes because uh, he only saw a stack front that was eight or more men in the box tracked at NFL Next Gen Stats 9.3% of his carries a season ago. But I think this is going to be a loose committee. Uh, I think Darrell Williams is going to get some looks. I think Jarek McKinnon could play a minor role overall. And uh, that is baked into my line of thinking here where I think he's right around 875, 880 when it's all said and done. And you look at some of the fearless forecasters out there. Uh, Mike Clay's got it for 908. Jeff Ratcliffe at 898. Fantasy football today at 917. So all of them right around this 900.5 rush yards mark. And remember last year on 181 carries, 803 rush yards in 13 games, but now already dinged up. Could be slow going early on as he's coddled, as he's babied a little bit for the long run and the duration of an expanded 17-game season. So fade or follow his hilarious CEH under 900.5 rush yards, minus 115 at DK. I will roll with the under as well, my friend. I think it has to do with the potential of sharing that backfield a bit. Obviously, the arm of Mahomes, an ankle sprain. I don't know, maybe too much barbecue uh, <laughs> down in Kansas oh, City at some point. Oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, you know, I, so I think all of those things combined, I think he tucks just underneath this. I'm feeling like 850, 860 is the number for him. So the fact that this is sitting up at 900 and a half, I like the idea of uh, taking the under, playing uh, the the spoiler role, if you will, from a betting standpoint, that something will hiccup and it'll keep him below this total. Yep. Don't bet on Clyde Edwards Hilaire to crawl on the over. Number four. All right, moving on to a guy that may need a hands transplant. Uh, he is no Carl Pickens. He is no Ocho Cinco. Uh, Ocho Cinco. He is no TJ Hushmanzada. I'm talking about uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Supposedly dynamic rookie Jamar Chase. And I'm taking the under. Lundy, on 72-and-a-half receptions on this Monday, there was a local report suggesting that Chase could lose early season snaps to Auden Tate given his concentration issues. He was targeted three times in the dress rehearsal by the Bengals last week. Now, Joe Burrow was not in uniform, uh, and we're not going to see him at all in the preseason, but Brandon Allen was, and Chase had a devastating case of alligator arms. And as a result, those three targets went for uno, dos, trace, Three drops. Inexcusable. And maybe a guy that uh, had some accumulated rust after sitting out last season. Remember, he opted out of his junior year with the LSU Tigers. Uh, now, back in twenty two or 2019, he busted 22 broken tackles, which led all 
NCAA wide receivers in that category. Caught 69.4% of his attempts. Uh, but you think about Burrow, you know, as, as great a baseline talent as he is, we got to recall last season he was QB 32 to just a completion percentage, so not exactly pinpoint accurate. So knowing that ought to take a now mix in, knowing Chase is, uh, you know, really trying to, you know, craft and hone his skill set, uh, and then given these early struggles, uh, I think the under is going to prevail here. Mike Clay's got a projected for 76. Jeff Ratcliffe for 69. Not so nice unless you're on the under. Catches there in fantasy football today has adjusted it now to 64 catches. Have you reappraised your thoughts on Jamar Chase? So fade or follow my under 72.5 catches minus 115 to DraftKings. Is he my next Amari Cooper, Brad? That's the real question here. You know how I feel about Amari Cooper and the hand transplant that apparently took place when he got to Dallas because suddenly he uh, lost his dropsies that he was dealing with so frequently with the Raiders. Um, I'm going to take the under on this, but I think Chase is going to get it figured out. I think this is one of those uh, you you talked about the opt out with 2020, all those kinds of things. I think he's going to get this figured out. I'm going to remain positive there. I think he's such a stud of a talent. I really want to see him get this right. But it could take a little bit for him to get up to this NFL speed. Uh, And so because of that, I think a slow ramp up potentially at the beginning of the season before maybe he starts to catch on. uh, No pun intended. Uh, (laughs) I think it's going to I think he's going to wind up finishing at 69. Nice. And you can take the under. Uh, on the 72 and a half. And let's remember, there's a lot of talent uh, on the receiving core on that team. This isn't just about what his uh, uh, sort of shakiness to start this preseason is about. There's also some mouths to feed there. So I'm going to take the under on this, but I think he's going to get it figured out, Brad. I hope that he does because he is electric to watch play. Don't trust Chase with Grandma's Fine Porcelain. Number three. All right, let's move on. We got a preseason game tonight of the primetime lights. Monday night football. Da-na-na, da-na-na, da-na-na. Uh, Jacksonville and New Orleans. And uh, I guess a pair of quarterback battles. Uh, at least in the mind of Urban Meyer, uh, Trevor Lawrence has not earned the gig yet from Gardner Minshew. Uh, New Orleans, meanwhile, full-blown quarterback battle going on right now between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. This game down there on the bayou. I- I'm taking the under, Lundy, on the 40. And I found this one that's highest across the board in the legal sports books at points bet at minus 115. Most outlets have it at 39 or 39 and a half. Now, uh, the overs kind of got the revenge a little bit. Over the weekend, but still unders in this preseason, 22-8-1 has been a printing press as teams have struggled to put points on the board, you know, working through their uh, their various problems and various anemic offenses. Uh, but you look at uh, the, the first matchup where both these teams hit the under. Uh, it was 36 total points for Jacksonville and Cleveland uh, in their Battle and 31 points for the Saints going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, both Jacksonville and New Orleans lost in each of those games. So, yes, uh, you're going to get extended play from Winston and Hill in this game. And that offensive line for Jacksonville is going to have to make some major strides to gain any kind of respectability. But 40 points, man, in a preseason game, way too rich for my blood. It's not like it's the Bears going up against Mitch Trubisky, where they were just handing out points left and right over the weekend. So give me the under 40 combined points down there in Caesars Superdome. That's what it's called now. Saints, Jags, minus 115 points bet. Fade or follow. Are we actually allowed to use points bet if the game is at the Caesars Superdome? Uh, That's a great question. Probably not. 
<laughs> I mean, I think you may have just violated some sort of law. I just yeah. want you to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to follow you on this one as well. The Saints had six flipping turnovers in their first game, Brad. Six turnovers yeah. in the game. So even even if you could cut your turnovers in half, uh, that's still way too many. Uh, and as you said, there's a quarterback battle going on there. I like this one to stay within the under. Uh, I like for Trevor Lawrence to look a little bit better. I know we'll talk about this game some more here as well as in bonus time, but um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under simply because of the trend we have been seeing throughout this preseason. Despite what happened over the weekend, 40 is too high in a preseason game. I'm sorry. I'm taking the under, and I'll take advantage of the fact that uh, PointsBet is giving me that extra point uh, within the total. Stick around for our top plays in Major League Baseball. Plus, yeah, of course, we're going to double down on the NFL preseason. And we would be remiss if we didn't have some bonus time. Number two. All right, Luddy, let's go to the diamond. Let's go out west. So let's talk about the Oakland Athletics. They're hosting the Seattle Mariners. And Marco Gonzalez, a guy that we picked on earlier this season, has been quite masterful here after the All-Star break. And I'm going to take the under on five and a half hits allowed against the Athletics. Minus 105. Pull this one from DraftKings. Uh, you look at Gonzalez. He has been under five and a half hits allowed in four of his last six turns in the rotation. And over that six start stretch 37.2 innings pitch just a 1.43 era he's faced the a's twice this season and twice he's gone under five hits allowed and two hits allowed and oakland though hitting a laudable 726 ops against southpaws this season still given the success against oakland given the recency bias i think gonzalez uh, scatters just maybe four or five hits captain hook yar is going to be good for us in this one. So again, Marco Gonzalez under five and a half hits allowed in O Town, minus one oh five at DraftKings fader follow. I will follow on this one as well. Good recency. Look at you doing some research here. Uh, no, I, I like this. Uh, I like this one. Keep it tucked underneath. Then I think this game could get interesting. Uh, we're gonna, I've got some bonus time tied to this game, so we'll talk about that. But I like this uh, prop. I also think these are fun. We've started to do some of these player props, Brad, that are a little bit off the beaten path. Sometimes it's, it's the uh, first half line, you know, first five inning line. Sometimes it's uh, hits allowed, uh, you know, run scored, these kinds of things. It's easy to go grab those simple player props. These are kind of fun, folks. Dive around. Try to find these, especially somebody like Gonzalez that has been pitching very well. You can go find a player prop like this that is not, you know, at the at the top of mind, perhaps, you know, like it is for strikeouts. Uh, but this is a really good one to be able to tuck in and get yourself a ticket to cash. Oh, greenbacks on Gonzalez? You're damn right. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, let's go back to the only NFL preseason game left on the docket for this round of contests. Uh, and I'm going to take the Jags and the points at plus four. Uh, and why? Because I'm getting seduced by the juice. You go to FanDuel, it's plus 100. Why not? Uh, again, you mentioned the turnover problems that the Saints had, and I think the Saints are going to be underachievers pretty much all season long. you got no Michael Thomas on the field. Uh, you've got kind of this menagerie of suck at receiver. Is it going to be Adam Troutman? Is it going to be uh, you know Callaway? Is it going to be some wild card? We really don't know. Yeah, Winston and Hill are battling it out. Yeah, Alvin Kamara may see a little bit of action tonight, but Latavius Murray has not looked great. He could be a cut candidate. And there are a lot of question marks about the Saints' offense as a whole. Again, it will all boil down tonight on how well the Jacksonville Jaguars improve from their embarrassing 
preseason opener protecting Trevor Lawrence. And Lawrence was a, you know, you could tip your cap on 11 dropbacks, 6 for 9 on 71 yards, a 7.9 YPA, no turnovers, and no touchdowns. But, again, he was absorbing a lot of contact under heavy pressure. So uh, those uh, trench warriors got to have to stand tall for the Jags in order for them to cover, and I think they will. Remember, Hill and Winston, uh, they had their turnover problems. Just like I said, the Saints as a whole each had an INT in their first preseason game last week against the Baltimore Ravens. So fade or follow uh, the fighting shot cons plus four at plus 100 available at FanDuel Sportsbook. Oh, I like this one a lot. Uh, I'm going to follow without a doubt. Uh, I think Urban Meyer gets his first win, I guess. And maybe it's last. Uh, I think uh, I think it's possible that they actually win this game straight up. But um, so because of that, I'm more than happy to take the four points that is kind of universally the spread across all the books here this morning. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to take the Jags, take the plus four. I think New Orleans has turnover issues. I think, you know, we talked about the quarterback battle at the top of the pod, Brad, about um, Denver. Well, those quarterbacks actually have some weapons that they can be excited about. Yeah. Not so sure that whoever wins, and it should be Jameis Winston, uh, the quarterback battle uh, by the Bayou is actually going to be all that thrilled about who they're throwing the ball to. So, yeah, uh, give me the Jags to cover and possibly even to win this one straight up. But I'll take the points if you're going to give it to me with a nice uh, plus 100 odds. All right, uh, let's make some more buckaroos and bonus time. What else you got for me? Uh, well, if you take the Jags, by the way, and parlay that together uh, mm. with the under, because, you know, sometimes we yeah. like to correlate yeah. uh, yeah. things uh, together. Uh, I like to throw that one out there. If you put those two together, you get a plus 264. That's over with our friends at DraftKings. Uh, over on the baseball diamond, Brad, how about a couple of alt lines uh, for us? Give me over seven and a half. And again, these are alt lines. Over seven and a half between Kansas City and Houston. Same over of seven and a half between Seattle and Oakland. If I put those two together, I've got a plus 149. Also, I told you I like the first five. Let's do it with the White Sox and the Blue Jays and put that together under four and a half total runs in the first five innings for that one. I think we're going to see a pitcher's duel to start things off, so I think it's going to be low scoring right out of the gate between the Sox and the Blue Jays. Oh, speaking of those Sox, uh, give me the over on Lance Lynn strikeouts, five and a half against those Blue Jays, minus 110, pull this one from DraftKings. He has been over five and a half punch outs in 16 of 22 starts, and earlier this season against this same Jays club back in early June, seven innings pitch, nine strikeouts. Yes, I understand Toronto has the lowest K rate of any team in Major League Baseball over the last 30 days, but I just need a half dozen from Lance Lynn, again, which he has done predominantly this season. And one more for me, uh, the Cubs are awful. There is no question about it. The Rockies, equally awful. So we got awful versus awful going toe-to-toe in a garbage bowl matchup there at Wrigley Field. And I'm going to take Rafael Ortega to score a run, the new leadoff man for this AAA affiliate of the Chicago Cubs, minus 105. He's batting 328 in the month of August with 12 runs scored against Colorado this season. He scored three times in 13 at-bats and has booked a 308 batting average, and he's going up against Antonio Zinzatella, who has struggled mightily on the road with a 5.80 ERA and Ortega 2-for-3 lifetime against 
Sensatella. Oh, poll results, poll results before we get out of here. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, over under 900.5 rush yards. Again, pull this one from DraftKings. Minus 115 either direction. And we had 619 votes cast. Thank you for participating. And the under at 56.2% comes in. 43.8% on the over. Just one comment added. Joe DiCarlo said, startup McKinnon. Really? Jarek McKinnon? Going to be a thing. Well, according to Joe, that could be the case. I'm telling you, folks. CEH, much maybe like last year for you fantasy optimists out there. Uh, I'm pessimistic about it because I think he is going to fail to meet expectations. And with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith and Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and or review, would you kindly? And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.